just when you thought it was safe to put on your headphones? You entered the darkest, wildest, sexiest depths of technology. And here to keep you on the bleeding edge of science, tech, and ethics is the Rated R Radio Star, the man of tomorrow, the golden stallion of the tech world, Brian Sovereign. He has a huge brain. And now, here's Brian. Making sure, baby! That it's dangerous every time you hit that little icon that opens up your podcast app, baby. The Golden Stallion, the man of tomorrow, Sabzu, the rated R radio star, the man that some call the most interesting anarchist in the world today. And also the man that some call chief troublemaker. I can't believe it. I actually had somebody email me this week saying, hey, 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 wait, what the fuck is this? Is Chief Troublemaker, is is that like actually a real title? Well, that's my title for, at Zomi Offline Games. And since it's my fucking company, guess what? Woo! Yeah, slap nuts. <laughs> that's a real title. Woo! <laughs> oh, man. They, oh, you know, I was actually prepping this week. We've got a very, very special episode uh, of Sovereign Tech this week, but uh, I was actually prepping some of the, I'm, I'm planning on, on doing a full uh, <laughs> episode. Maybe, maybe it'll just be a Patreon episode, which if you want to become a Sovereign Tech patron, woo, jump on it. SovereignTech.com, S-O-V-R-Y-N Tech.com. That's all you got to do. Just go there and it takes you right to the Patreon page and you can become one of the many, many uh, that, that, that have uh, just signed up in the past week or that have upped their donations. I'm honored by that. But, I, you know, I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to put together an episode. Someone requested this a while back. I'm going to put together an episode where I just gather all my hate mail because it is legion. And I will, you know, I, and I'll respond like to, to each one of them. And it, it's going to be a hell of a time. Maybe I'll even do that on video. Woo. But this week, no hate mail here. Just lots of love for I, this is going, I'm going to be playing for you an interview, um, that I, like that I think is just insanely important because something that has uh, just started recently. Uh, in fact, it was February 9th, 12,017. Woo. H-E, baby. How about that Holocene calendar right there? <laughs> but just in the past week, uh, Tatiana Morose, who is a very well-known, uh, you know, singer, songwriter, musician, and uh, really activist, you know, uh, anarchist, libertarian, you know, the whole thing. She's just great. I, I, I love her to death. Um, she launched, didn't like a more official launch of Tatiana Coin. And you might have heard about Tatiana Coin before. But now, like you can, I mean, now it's the real deal. Get your hands on it. You can use it to get your hands on great stuff. Um, there, well, you're going to hear all about it in the interview because what's happening and the importance, the reason I wanted to have Tatiana on the show was not just, I mean, sure. Is it going to help promote her campaign? Absolutely. You know, and I have no beef. I have no problem with doing that. I am all about supporting something like this. But the reason that I'm doing it is because uh, just like in the past when I've had other guests on, like I want people to know at the ground floor when something ground shaking is happening. And I think her concept of artist coins, which she's pioneering with Tatiana coin is something that, that re like really needs to be, we, you know, here and there, I talk about it on sovereign tech and, uh, even recently. Okay. Where we, we played the Bowie clip 
Uh, what was that? Was that during a, a, a tech history segment? Uh, that was just what, three, four episodes ago, five episodes ago, sovereign tech where I said, you know, look, there, there's a real problem. You know, <laughs> how exactly are we going to get artists, you know, effectively like paid, like how do, how do, and, and is there going to be, and I, and I talked about it. I was like, is this, is there going to be the synergy between, uh, and Bowie of course predicted it, you know, is there going to be the synergy between fan and artist, you know, creator and consumer in many ways. Uh, and I think she's got this, I, I think she, she is on the path. She is pioneering one way of, shall we say, solving that. In fact, when you listen to the interview, you're going to hear me call it the Bowie problem. <laughs> okay. Which is how do you create, how do you create this like community in a world where like everybody's interconnected at every given second, you know, and everything's beaming down from space and <laughs> you know the information that is, uh, you know, we're not talking Star Trek here. Woo. Um, you know, how do we solve the, you know, the kind of the community thing. And, and I think that this is an absolutely fascinating conversation, uh, that gets had. It is wide ranging, goes far beyond technology, gets very much into culture. Uh, and we also discuss, honestly, there's some political shit in there too. Like, uh, th there's some discussion of problems within, shall we say, you know, kind of, kind of libertarianism or anarchism itself, uh, you know, where there's some issues there. And, it just, it touches on so much of what we really, we've been talking about on sovereign tech, uh, you know, for years. Um, but it's so exciting for me, you know, to, to be able to see a lot of these things finally come to fruition, you know, uh, like when we recently had Paige Peterson on, you know, about Zcash, I mean, Zcash was a, was something that was thought up back in 2013, you know? And so, so this is something that I, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, with Tatiana coin, that I think a lot of people can a take inspiration from certainly from Tatiana's story, but also that I think, you know, that people could make use of, you know, you could jump on this and, and, you know, be part of the, you know, the pioneering effort itself. Um, I'm certainly looking into how exactly, you know, that, that I can make use of this. Uh, so I, I love it. I, I think that this is, this is so cool. So most of this episode is going to be that interview, but I think it is, it's such a great interview. It's such a fascinating concept um, to be looking into and especially the independent nature of it. Like the fact that, you know, this can work on, I mean, you could kind of, it could kind of work on just about any platform, I think. Uh, but I want you to check it out. I want you to listen to it. I think this is really important stuff. Like I said, very wide ranging. This is not just like, uh, you know, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about Tatiana coin for an hour or something like that. Like it, it, it covers so much ground. Um, and just, I mean, a lot of it really gets into this, my, you know, kind of my favorite part is it gets into much of the culture that we're in. And especially me as a, uh, you know, lover of music, uh, like th there's, there's so much to take away from this, uh, especially if you're a musician yourself or, you know, really if you're any kind of creator, I think there's a lot to take in. So anyway, let's, let's get into, um, Let's get into this interview with, uh, with, with Tatiana Moroz. And, uh, I, I, you know, just so appreciative that she came on the show. Uh, I really, I wanted this to happen, uh, a, a little bit ago and it was, I was glad where we were able to squeeze it. in. so anyway, here we go. My interview woo, with Tatiana Moroz, and I'll be back with uh, more right after the interview. You know, I got to tell you, it's very rare on sovereign tech that I get to, well, yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. A rare occasion where I not only get to put, where I get to put together like three of my favorite things. One is seeing the future come into fruition, come into reality. The other is music. And then the third thing 
is Amazing Women. And I'll tell you, I've got all three connected right here with my guest today. And I know we don't do guests often on Sovereign Tech, but this one fucking matters in my opinion. And I am joined today by just, just one of my favorite people on planet Earth, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Tatiana Moroz, welcome to Sovereign Tech. Thank you so much for having me. That was quite an introduction. I like the F-bomb. I now see how this uh, this is going to go. All right. I have rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, this is totally uncensored. You say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, I like, to, I like to get those out of the way early. That way people know the tone. So <laughs> Yeah, they could, they could shield their children early. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they Usually they'll get it from like the porn music that opens up the show. But anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I only recently realized that you have this ongoing softcore porno sci-fi thing going on is it more sci-fi with a little bit of softcore or is it really just the sci-fi is the setting for the softcore yeah so <laughs> that's a great question wait a minute am i getting interviewed here or are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'm very curious whenever <laughs> i found out about it i was like this is amazing <laughs> my esteem for you grew grew even higher i love it yeah <laughs> all right so so yeah i'll touch on it really quick and then <laughs> pretty much I mean, my, my goal with doing it was first off, you know, you gotta, you gotta make a show kind of exciting, give people a reason to listen. I like to have meta stuff, you know, within, uh, within my various forms of entertainment. And I mean, the sci-fi, yeah, that's kind of me. I'm a big sci-fi nerd and all that. And, but really, yeah, I just, I, I wanted the, you know, I wanted the, the sex to be out there. So, so I guess it's more important maybe that the soft core is there a bit, um, because <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, it, it drives me nuts how everything can be violence, violence, violence. But if you play anything sexual, you know, people suddenly, you know, they're like, oh, turn off that podcast, turn off this, 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 you know, and I just, I wanted there to be that pushback to say, no, nah, you know what, this isn't going to be all, you know, violence and guns flying and everything. You know, this is going to have, have some sex in it. And, and I just, yeah, people dig it. At least most people seem to have dug it. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess in some ways really the, kind of the sexiness comes first before the actual science fiction, but the science fiction is a nice bonus. How about that? I think that it's genius. I think it's so clever. I'm telling you, when I found out that this was going on, I was <laughs> amazed because I don't let, I don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts and technology is boring. I've only like tuned into a couple things where I liked a specific topic. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't pick up on this. I mean, obviously I listen to sex and science hour, but, um, technology you know anything with sex so now i'm like maybe i need to listen to this to this podcast more often <laughs> yeah. and i like science fiction too so i think it's a great combination oh yeah 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 and and there's not enough there, there's really not enough of that out there because I, yeah i don't know i i just remember it was so hard to find something like like science fiction can be sexy but it's they never really take it far enough they never go all the way and so well whatever i get to create my own little universe on on sovereign tech but uh but i'll tell you somebody who's creating your own little universe you i mean this i i've been of course following your work for years and i mean first and foremost you're a musician but then recently you've, and this is kind of what we're going to get into here in a bit, uh, though I have some, you know, some other questions I want to ask, but I mean, you, you've really, you've created with, you know, the whole cryptocurrency, you know, everything that Bitcoin and blockchain is kind of brought to fore, you've m melded that uh, with everything else that you're doing as an artist, as a creator and all this. And so you've really got. Yeah, I feel like you kind of have a universe, and 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 I I have a, a pretty good understanding of what exactly you're trying to do and what you you know what you have going forward here. So I think people will see what I mean by the fact that you 
have created kind of a, a Tatiana universe. Uh, and I just, I think that's fantastic and awesome. And I certainly think that that's a direction that a lot of people, or should I say a lot of creators, I think it's a good, a good direction for them to look in, uh, you know, to create kind of sustainable careers or just sus even sustainable hobbies, even if it's just a hobby for somebody, uh, as to where for you, Tatiana, I mean, you know, music is a career. Like you don't, you don't necessarily have a day job. Like this is your gig. If, if I got that right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do a lot of things, but I've managed to merge many uh, passions of mine into one smorgasbord of activity. Yeah, absolutely. And and so now, how did, I guess I, well, maybe the, the, the I don't know, the 40-foot view, you know, kind of the, the, the quick shot. How did you end up even becoming a musician? And then we're going to get heavy into the tech, but I kind of want to know how, how that started and you know, I, I honestly, I don't get a lot of musicians. I'm a huge music fan. I, I don't get a lot of musicians on the show. Uh, I, I, maybe I need to change that, uh, because I'm curious, like, how does one even become, you know, a musician? Like, how did that start for you? Um, well, I was lucky in that I always knew, I guess sometimes it's unlucky, but overall, I think it's lucky that I, that I knew what I wanted to do ever since I was a little girl, you know, I would stand in the kitchen singing, Madonna songs and uh that's a good choice <laughs> yes I thought so I was I was a huge Madonna fan when I was a little kid and um and so I always knew that I wanted to be a singer or a performer of some sort and then uh, I did a lot of plays and musicals and choirs and stuff and I eventually went over to Berklee College of Music in Boston uh where I studied jazz vocal performance and music business uh and then I started working in a variety of different recording studios in New York because I needed a day job, but I didn't want it to be in a corporate environment. And I felt that a recording studio was still the most creative environment of all the different kinds of music business facets that I could do. Plus, you know, you get free studio time. <laughs> um, but as far as, you know, some of my, I guess, ideological background, because that also really influences my music. Um, I remember when I was little, I was, I've always been concerned with sort of how the world works. And there was even a time where I went into my mom, I went up to my mom and I said, mom, you know, why doesn't everybody just, uh, work, you know, and they put their money in a pile and then people just take what they need. And she says, no, Tanya, that's communism and that doesn't work. <laughs> and because she was from Poland, she knew what she was talking about. <laughs> she oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I started reading a lot of dystopian novels in the, um, in high school and then there was one point where I'd listened to Cat Stevens. You know, I was a big fan of all the 60s and 70s songwriters. And I was listening to Cat Stevens sing Peace Train. And it was like a, a turning point in my mind for the way that I viewed music. And I saw that music could actually be used to spread an idea. And I thought that that was a really incredible power. But my own generation didn't exactly have, you know, very much in the way of a, of a passionate movement or some sort of struggle that they were trying to go through. Everybody was kind of placated. Um, and then it wasn't until I found out about the Federal Reserve in 2011, where I got the idea that maybe I could use my music um, in that same way to kind of spread an idea. And I became a libertarian and eventually an anarchist somewhere in between there, I guess. Um, yeah. So <laughs> well, I feel you know, like I just gave my life story. Yeah, no, it, it, actually that's, that's 
you know, very well done and brief. <laughs> so, okay, but, good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that's a funny thing. Like now your music, how, how would you describe like your style? I mean, and if you want to go with unclassifiable, I mean, I, I certainly label some things as that like Sigur Rós and some others. Uh, but how, how would you define it? Uh, you know, I've always had a hard time picking out a label from my music because sure. I don't really think it sounds like anybody. And also it's like, you know, you can't, you can't be objective if it's your own voice, but, uh, the way that we describe it is sort of like a singer songwriter style pop, uh, with a mix of country and blues and rock influences and folk as well. So yeah, that's sort okay. of how it is like a no, chick with well, a guitar, but not whining, not whining. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you're the full package, you know, you're, you're singer songwriter, you know, you write everything you, you, you perform, sing, I mean, you do the whole business, uh, which I think is awesome. So, but, and, and I think kind of what allows for that or what it allows for, I should say. And it's, it's funny when you brought up about how, you know, in, in your generation, which, you know, that'd be what eighties, nineties, like that, that sort of, that sort of time frame, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, same for me. And like a lot I know there were a lot of songs, especially a lot of pop songs in that time frame, where they had like this really deep message. But the thing is, is that the, uh, well, I'm not a musician. That's why I don't know the, a lot of these technical terms, but, you know, kind of the melody or whatever that they were going with didn't match the seriousness of what they were talking about. Like, uh, for, for example, there's the song, a pop song from the 80s called 99 Luft Balloons. And very, very popular song. Yeah, I remember. It's like 99 Red Love Balloons. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. It's about nuclear war. But who the hell would know that? When, yeah, I mean, you're just like, because people are just dancing to it, you know, like, on, wow. on, and they're playing it on radio. Nobody, I mean, it's barely even in English. Like, nobody has a fucking clue what, you know, what that song's about. Uh, and, and it actually kind of drives me nuts because it's like, oh, oh, great. You know, you have this, this song with this powerful message about nuclear weapons, but nobody has any, you know, clue what it's about because the you know the tone of the music doesn't match the tone of the message and i guess what i'm saying is is that i love the fact that and because you have you know really total creative control you know that your the tone of your music definitely matches i think the tone of your message you know all all the way across the board uh and and that's and that's great you know because there might be a lot of songs out there that most people don't even know you know could be say maybe liberty-minded or something along these lines but you'd never know because the tone is all like yeah no you know just dance your cares away uh and uh, yeah so i i I think that's really cool uh you know but is that more subversive do you think i mean thank you for the compliment and and yeah i think it it suits me but is there a subversive element to making it in that happy way because I think that the music industry has been hijacked for a long time. You know, I, I think it's it's pretty controlled environment and it's on purpose, right? Because music can manipulate people. So maybe people who are slipping in these messages are trying to get around the the red tape somehow and, and be subversive. Yeah. I mean that yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good point. It's a possibility. Um, and I, and I, I totally get that. I mean, I think that's true for a lot of industries or at least, uh, uh, art industries, you know, Hollywood as well, where like sometimes people are just trying to sneak stuff in that you never knew was there, but that's kind of the thing is I, I think you have to know like that, that that's, that that's kind of a part of it for, for it to really have any effect. Uh, for example, like, you know, just a little, little bit of my, my own personal history. Like there, there was a point where I was a pretty heavy duty Christian, and like members of my ex family, like if, if I, you know, but I've always been a kind of a, a metalhead. I've always been a metal fan and I'd be listening to ACDC, you know, and highway to hell would come on. And 
everybody would just kind of, you know, you know, kind of rock and roll with it. And like, even though this message is really saying, you know, if you're a Christian, in my opinion, it's saying an absolutely terrible thing. Right. Uh, and, and they just, but you know, whatever the, the beat was good and all this stuff and, and people just, you know, moved along or, you know, were kind of nodding their head while we're driving around in a minivan or something, uh, very tragic time, but, but you know, <laughs> so, so I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I kind of feel, I, I get your point. It could be very subversive and that can be a good thing, but, uh, and, and not that things need to need to beat you over the head with a message or anything, but it seems like you, I don't know. Uh, it it seems kind of antithetical to like to have, you know, it's sort of the ultimate example of this is I think is like, and this isn't even about anything that serious, but there's the song by, what is it? The Scissor Sisters. I, I don't know if you know the Scissor Sisters or not. Yeah, no, I remember they, they had that one hit. It was like a big popular one. Yeah. Don't, I don't feel like dancing is, was the name yeah. of the song. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is, you know, the, the like the, the beat of it is so good. You can't help but dance. But it's ironic, right? Because the whole song is about how is actually depressing because it's how the person like just doesn't feel like it. And yet you can't help but dance to it. And so it, it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> it's an interesting side tangent. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just subversive. I mean, your stuff is is definitely, you know, subversive. And, and I think you're raising actually a really great point in that the music industry is is very much controlled. Uh, I mean, you know, that, that, that could, that conversation could go in a million directions, but that's totally, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the point I think of what you're doing with, you know, your own, your own crypto with the, you know, with, with Tatiana coin. Um, so I'm curious, you know, maybe we could start breaking into that uh, a bit, but what exactly, you know, I know what it is, but for the audience, you know, what exactly is Tatiana Coin? What inspired you? You became a musician, you became an anarchist, you know, the the, the whole package there. And then you decided, uh, well, I, what, what year was it, like 20, 2015? Or whenever you decided to start Tatiana Coin, you know, kind of break down, what was your mindset in wanting to create this and what exactly is Tatiana Coin? Uh, sure. So maybe before I explain what is Tatiana Coin, let me sort of explain how I got to Tatiana Coin. Because yeah, I think that that sort of, um, because I think it's it's something that I that I created out of a need, right? Um, and you know, uh, basically, so after I did all my Ron Paul stuff and I decided that politics wasn't really going to be for me, I got into Bitcoin um, somewhat reluctantly initially because I didn't really understand it at all. Uh, and I didn't understand why I would need it. But once I understood the why, I wrote a song called The Bitcoin Jingle because I figured, well, if I didn't understand, I'm sure there's other people that don't understand. But if I mix it with music, then maybe people will be a little bit more open minded and they won't be as terrified because I think no one likes to feel stupid. And when technology makes you feel dumb, you don't want to learn about it and you just immediately dismiss it because that's just sort of human behavior. Sure. Um so after I debuted the Bitcoin jingle, um, me and Andre Santinopoulos from Let's Talk Bitcoin connected because he was at this event um, down in Buenos Aires where I was performing. And he introduced me to Adam B. Levine of Let's Talk Bitcoin. And Adam and I sort of met up. And, you know, I had been working in recording studios for a long time in New York. And I'll tell you, there is more than one time that I sat at my desk crying because I would listen to this really crappy music coming out from the other room. And this is post Britney Spears. I feel like Britney Spears was the death of music. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I, I like to, you know, dance at a club or whatever. And then, you know, a good Britney song comes on. But at the at the core of it, I think it was evil. Uh, and that whole boy band thing I found really, really repulsive. So when I was in the recording studio and I would hear 
that kind of music or really lousy hip hop with no message at all, I would just get really depressed because there were all these great artists that I knew that couldn't get into the studio. If you were 22, you were considered to be all washed up. And the only people that were getting record deals are people who are rich. And otherwise, if you're, you know, a 14 year old good looking girl, uh, that they can basically prostitute, um, that, that was a big hit in the music industry. So it was really disgusting to me. And, and me and Adam, we got together, we started talking about some of the problems with artists. And, and to me, the main problems that artists have are fans and funding, right? How do you make sure that you have a roof over your head, you can record? Because I know from working full time, then you have to work out, then you have to practice, then you have to do your gigs, then you have to have a social life. It's, it's really difficult. And unless you're really wealthy, it's almost impossible to make it happen. I mean, I work really, really hard. I went to a very good school. I'm a smart girl. And if I couldn't make it, then, you know, I imagine that there are other people that have a similar struggle. So with crowdfunding, you know, that was a really great innovation, but it was pretty limited in that it only happens during a certain period of time and that it also um, only provides a fixed prize. So if you want to donate $50, you know, you get a T-shirt, but if you don't like the T-shirt, then, you know, tough luck because that's what you get for 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then I would also have random fans writing me wanting to donate money to me. But I felt really weird just accepting that money. And if they're, you know, writing to me during when the campaign isn't going on, I sort of lose that opportunity. Um, and there's money left on the table just because I feel weird taking cash from somebody in that way. So what Tatiana Coin did was it allowed you to have um, a campaign. And now we've made it so it's embedded into my own site because of the tools that Tokenly has provided. And um, basically you can run your campaign whenever you want. And instead of getting a T-shirt or whatever, you can buy Tatiana Coins and then those Tatiana coins are transferable. Um, they're transferable digital token. So it's cryptocurrency, but it doesn't function like other cryptocurrencies. It's not an altcoin. Um, but basically, they're getting back a gift certificate with extra features. Right. Um, and now, so okay, so that like, that's built on top of Counterparty. Like that's that's how you you generate um, Tatiana coin. Exactly. Uh, so when we don't when we generated them. You know, sure, people bought them, but where do they use them? And right. we didn't have a place to use them, and we didn't even foresee that. I mean, when somebody was like, you know, Tatiana Coin, Tatiana Coin, when, you know, I was kind of uh, thinking it through, I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. It's going to take that, you know, it's going to be no no brainer, and I get to be a pioneer. <laughs> but when you're a pioneer, you have to go outside, and you have to be all cold, and nobody tells you about that. Yeah. <laughs> you're all lost and wandering in the woods. <laughs> so um, when we first sold the Tatiana Coins, um, we sold about $10,000 worth. And then I went into the recording studio and I recorded what I think is the first album ever funded completely with cryptocurrency. Um, I forced everybody at the studio to accept Bitcoin. So that was really fun <laughs> and, uh, and, and also challenging in its own way. Which album um, was that? Was that, uh, that's the upcoming album. Keep the faith. That, that is the upcoming one. All right. Yeah. We're, we're, right. We'll talk we more about later. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So we didn't really. Um, put it out because I was having some vocal problems and then also the technology wasn't there. And the way that I always viewed this was not something that would only help me as an artist, but I wanted to serve as a model for other artists so they could also take advantage of the technology. I consider artists to be the messengers of the world. You know, if you sing a song, you can open up a part of somebody and create this immediate intimacy that's 
you know, not very easy to accomplish in the real world. You know, you sort of suspend reality and you kind of bring people into your own dimension. And, uh, and so, you know, I wanted artists to be the evangelists for this. And I also wanted them to have free speech because, you know, not everybody needs to be Britney Spears. And right. it's kind of, um, you know, Hollywood has only one viewpoint and they have a lot of propaganda. And even though we've been at war for close to 15 years right now, you haven't heard a single anti-war song on the radio. I mean, this is not by accident. And I think that if you, if everybody is getting money from these large corporations that have their own interests, and even if it's not something nefarious, maybe they just want to make money and they want to get a sure thing, which is reasonable if they're investing, um, you're not going to get the best quality art. You're just going to get the best thing for the state and the best thing for the system and yeah. not necessarily the best thing for the people. Yeah, you know, I want to touch on that for a second. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely there is no anti-war song getting airplay, which is crazy because, I mean, I know you know as well as anybody, like in the 60s and 70s, kind of the time frame, you know, the music you loved, I mean, they, it was all over the place. You know, Steppenwolf. Uh, I mean, there, there's such a litany of, of really anti-war songs, and not just because of Vietnam. I mean, there was just there was anti-war kind of in general uh, that that would get on the radio. You know, and I I know some, I can think of some bands off the top of my head that might have like an anti-war song here and there, thinking of like Smile Empty Soul or some others, but they're not getting any radio play. You know, nobody knows who the hell they are. I mean, you've got to be, I mean, those are deep cuts, frankly, uh, you know, that, you, that you'd have to get into uh, to even find that. And uh, yeah, that's, that, that's a really, really interesting point to bring up. Uh, and, and also, you know, it, it brings up why, and, and this is an, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think about this, uh, because and it's a conversation I've had a little bit on Sovereign Tech over the years here and there, but it's kind of sad that, well, I don't know if it's sad because in the first place it might, it might have been, you know, the, the recording industry, the record industry might might have been sort of unnatural in the first place. Like the industry that created a Madonna or a Britney Spears or anything like this, um, like that that's really kind of fallen away. And I think a lot of people talk about that, how, you know, you don't get the big recording contracts anymore, right? I mean, like that's that's pretty accurate in your experience, would you say? Yeah, I don't think that people are making money the same way that they used to. They're not getting the record deals, but they're also, I don't know. I mean, there's just a lack of innovation in the music space. And sure. I mean, when was the last time that you heard a truly great and innovative band? Oh. I mean, I really liked Coldplay, and I remember getting some faith in humanity when they came out. But I can't really, like, I like Sarah Bareilles. I think she's a good singer-songwriter, but I don't know. Nothing is really knocking me out of the water. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Since maybe Nirvana, right? I mean, I love Nirvana, um, and Guns N' Roses and stuff, but like, yeah, I, I mean, this is some old school stuff though, right? I mean, now we're going back into early nineties, late, late eighties. Yeah. Certainly nothing that's like, that's hitting like mainstream. You're not hearing anything that's really like that, you know, kind of revolutionary, uh, like, you know, kind of like a GNR or, you know, some of the other names you mentioned. I, I think that's true. So, but it, I mean, cause it's interesting because, you know, back in the day, well, back in the day, in the eighties, at least, you know, I mean, you could just be a guitar player, you know, or a drummer and you could net, you know, four or 5 million a year just for playing the drums. Right. And yeah. that's not possible anymore. I mean, it, like, at least in my opinion, I, I just, I don't see it. No, nobody's getting, you know, kind of deals like that. Um, and so it's, it's tough. And I, I think this is, you know, in my mind, this is kind of what you're, you're addressing is that, 
you know, all right, okay, you know, there's, we still want art. I mean, art, in my opinion, is what makes us human. Uh, it, it's so key. I, I love the point you made, you know, about how, like, this is how we, we kind of reach each other. And I think it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost a social plumage. Um, but you know, how can we fund this? Because the system as it is, you know, since the kind of the, the advent of the internet, I mean, you know, it doesn't allow for kind of these, you know, big recording contracts. And now I feel like artists have to, or creators in general have to, like, they have to be a social media expert. They have to be, you know, they, they have to wear 10 million hats just to like really try and break even. So to innovate, you know, in, in that space with, you know, kind of your own, your own crypto, you know, with something like Tatiana coin or, or artist coins is, you know, as you call them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, that's so huge and so important and allows for sort of what you're talking about to where if a person is getting funded by, um, you know, kind of by, by their own fans, by this, you know, interesting kind of mutual, uh, you know, mutually beneficial engagement that you can sing about whatever the hell you want to sing about. And you're not beholden to whatever message, you know, that, that, that some, you know, recording company, uh, you know, wants want you to want you to get out there. Uh, so I, I think that's huge. Uh, but I mean, what, you know, what are, do you have any thoughts on, on all of that? Any, any, anything there? Um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts, but that was a whole lot of, lot of action. That's true. I mean, yeah, I think that I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think that, you know, we're, we're definitely not able to, to be free with our messaging and, I think it's, I think that humanity is being robbed and it makes me really, really angry. Mm. And I think that, you know, my journey has sort of brought me here and it kind of puts me in sort of a unique place where I think that artists will hopefully find this messaging kind of authentic because they have also had that problem. But I think it remains to be seen um, what exactly will end up happening. But the goal is definitely to bring people into cryptocurrency also in a sneaky kind of way, right? Because if they get a Tatiana coin and maybe they didn't know about Bitcoin before, well, now they've got a Bitcoin wallet and now they're secretly into the system. So I think of it as a little bit of a subversion, um, but at the same time trying to solve that that problem. You know, I grew up and when I was 13, my parents got divorced and it's all depressing and I had all these cool singer songwriter chicks to look up to you know there were the indigo girls and there was fiona apple and jewel and you know alanis morissette and i'm just confused as to who anybody's supposed to look up to and and i think that people's souls are empty i think that there's so much depression out there and i get it some people have a chemical issue but i think that there's some sort of a fulfillment that on a basic human level we're not getting and uh you know i woke up a little bit bummed out about something this morning and I started listening to a song, um, actually by Adam, <laughs> um, by Adam and, Levine himself. Yes. By Adam, but not, and, not, not Adam the B. Levine, by the way. <laughs> yes, definitely not, not room five Adam. Yeah. Um, but you know, and it was like this, uh, instrumental thing. And it just reminded me about the power of music, right? You know, there I was feeling all bummed out and I didn't even need lyrics and it kind of just chilled me out. And I felt kind of connected to a larger thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, what you were also saying is, you know, artists have to do it yourself. And now the fan has to do everything because you can't trust on the, you can't trust the radio to filter music to you. Right. Um, and there, there isn't really an easy way for fans to share music. Like if you wanted to share a song with me, it's kind of a hassle. And now with this technology, not only can you support me with 
crowdfunding, but you can also share music. Um, I don't mean to kind of go out of order, but just so people are kind of aware of what we're doing. So, um, so it's not out of context. Uh, as a result of the original crowdfund, Adam built a company called Tokenly, and now they're going to be launching a project um, in late March called Token.fm. And this is sort of that ecosystem where an artist can engage with their fans. So because of Tokenly's tools, people can use Tatiana Coin, buy it on my site, buy stuff on my site, get discounts, get exclusive experiences, have a direct fan chat with me, fan chat with each other. So taking a lot of the qualities of social media and a super fan club mixed in with financial support and reward for everybody. Um, but then there's that kind of social aspect. So, you know, with Friendster and MySpace and Facebook, these are all great innovations uh, for artists to reach out to their fans, right? And I was super excited when I found out about it. I was like, great, I'm poor. I can, <laughs> I can actually you know, put in some time and effort to get to know my fans and build that up. But as I would go from platform to platform, I would lose touch with those people. And that was obviously a problem. So, um, and also, you know, when, when Facebook started charging me to reach my own fans, I mean, people sign up and they like my page because they want to hear from me. Right. So now when I have a post, even though I have, let's say 6,200 likes on my Facebook page, 50 people see it. Because Facebook wants me to pay them in order to reach them. And the fans are not getting, you know, they're getting the short end of the stick here too. Meanwhile, we're getting advertised to, we're getting spied on, we're having our information sold. These are insecure um, platforms. Yeah, you know, absolutely. They, they don't, you know, so not to mention you're getting brainwashed the whole time. So the artist cryptocurrency kind of allows you to have a direct-to-fan connection. And with the tools at Tokenly, now, you know, we're able to, token.fm i'm not sure how i'm supposed to refer to it but you know now there's ways that we can kind of connect and cut out the middleman and even if i think that tokenly one day is just not providing the services that i want them to do i can leave and i could take my coins i.e my fans with me um but right. one of the interesting innovations that adam has created is doing an album token and this is something that took me a, a minute to kind of understand but if i buy music on itunes and I spend $10, I'm not actually buying the music. I'm getting a license from iTunes to play the music on my own, you know, within the iTunes program. I can't share that music with somebody else. Um, and the problem with digital media is that it's difficult to create scarcity. But with the advent of tokenization, you can create a, a scarce item by creating an album token. And that means that if you buy a Tatiana album token right now, um, you can play it for yourself within that system, but you can also sell it to somebody. You can rent it to somebody for money. We're building that in, or you could just lend it to a friend, which is usually the most common thing. And we've integrated that chat function to basically bring back the, the group of music fans. So there's this movie called downloaded. Um, yeah, great, great, uh, great movie. Yeah. Oh, cool. So so one of the things, I love that movie. It's by Alex Winter, who also did, did The Deep Web, which I think is also an excellent film. But one of the things that really stuck out to me about Napster, which I really wasn't too familiar with, was that it wasn't just about stealing music. It was about creating the community. Yep. So what this has all evolved to, in my view, is a way of giving artists back control 
it's a Shopify, it's a Spotify, like a streaming service, it's a social media networking thing, but all inverted where fan ownership and artist ownership is what is valued. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, I don't want to be ambitious and say, oh, I want to take out Facebook. I mean, it's literally the biggest company <laughs> in the world. But, um, but I do want to take out Facebook and I want to make those kinds of things relevant. And instead of complaining about it, um, it's been really exciting to actually take action. Yeah, you know, wow. You, something you said that like has been sticking with me, you know, th- through the last few minutes here was about how the fan kind of has to do the work. This is so true. Like I said, I'm a huge music fan. Uh, and like I, I actually, I get downright depressed that I frankly, I, and it doesn't matter, you know, what platform it is, or at least, you know, platform from kind of the, you know, the tech giants anyway. Uh, like I can't find people that listen to the same music I listen to. Like it, it's, it's near impossible. And like, I really want to connect with people over the music that I listen to, you know, because uh, like you said, I, I mean, you know, for, for an abstract term, I mean, it hits you right in the soul, you know, and to have, you know, the, yeah, that just you saying that really kind of spoke to me because to have this ability to where, like you're talking about with the album tokens, okay, which gives you access, not just to the music, but to like features kind of around like an entire album, you know, like a chat room, uh, you know, which, which by the way, folks, these things are a reality right now. That's why I'm saying the future has come to fruition. Uh, that's why I said that earlier. Um, and the, the link is in the show notes for the, uh, for the campaign page, um, that is being referenced, or you can just go to tatianacoin.com and it'll take you right there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it would, I, I'm just thinking about it. It'd be so cool, you know, for like white snake or whoever, or of course, Tatiana Moroz, you know, to come up <laughs> in that, <White> snake. Yeah. <laughs> that reference, what's that? <laughs> That reference is yeah. cracking me up. Okay, I love White Snake. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> so, but but you know that'd be so awesome for like White Snake's new album to come out and like oh there's an entire chat room built around this album or something where you can go and connect with people who obviously bought the album as well. You know that like they 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 didn't just download it or stream it from Spotify or something. They they straight up had to lay down the money for it. And so you know you already know that there's they're, they're invested. Uh, you know, in the band or in the music or something, and that you can connect with these people, you know, and 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 talk about it and talk about the music and everything. Um, I mean, I get it, you know, like I mean, even White Snake has a Facebook page, but you know, I'll be damned if you can find anybody that's listened to you know their last couple of releases on there. I mean, no, no way, you're you're just not going to. Uh, so yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, so I, I think that's actually honestly, I, I think that's really powerful. I, I love that statement though, you know, that the fan kind of has to do work today as well. I mean, it's so true, and, and and it's something I've complained about on this show for for some time. Like even if you go to, you know, a lot of these like uh, like iTunes or Google Play Music or even Spotify and all this, you know, they have uh, algorithmic supposedly anyway. They have algorithms that are supposed to help you find like music, you know, uh, like music. Oh, you like you listen to this? Well, you probably like this. It it almost always completely fails for me. Like it, it never ever finds what I actually want to listen to outside of, you know, what, what I had already played. And, and also like all their, you know, for all this talk about how, Oh, you know, this, you know, Google or, or Apple is really, uh, uh, you know, personalizing the music listening experience and all this, because we're only going to feed to you more of what you want to listen to. Like I was saying, you know, all their ads that they show like on the iTunes platform or on Google play music within the app or something is for, you know, whatever the record, you know, the record industry wants to, you know, wants to push on you, you know, totally. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah. And so, you know, you're not really getting any kind of personalized experience. You're not finding any of the, you know, the great deep cuts or, or any of the, 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 you know, the independent stuff that is where the real magic is kind of happening, I think. Uh, so yeah. So, I mean, I think this addresses a lot of that to where it allows for, like you said, kind of building that community. I thought that was a great point too. Uh, you know, around where, where you, I mean, yeah, because that that's, I think that's, that's where music gets a lot of his power is kind of in the subcultures that get created around it, you know, where people are really into, like, I mean, you think of like punk or you think of, you know, I mean, I can think of tons of music that I don't even really care for where I recognize that there's this beautiful subculture and people really connect uh, with each other on it. Uh, you know, in yeah, I think that's awesome. So, and you laid out a lot of the new features uh, as well that they're really working with, you know, this this hybrid of token.fm and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that Tatiana coin uh, sort of allows for in these album tokens uh, allow for. I mean, you know, what, where, do you, where do you see this? I guess, I mean, I think you've kind of answered this, but like, how, how do you see this, ha- you know, what, what's going to happen in the future with all this? Let's say this takes off pretty well. You know, what is this going to look like for artists as well as fans? What do you think? Um, well, before we get into the future, I just wanted to reiterate how much what you just said resonated with me. Like people ask me what music that I listen to a lot of times and I'm embarrassed because I don't listen to anything. I listen to old stuff. I listen right. to Al Green. You know, because that's what Damn I have right. in my that's what I have in my iTunes. I never listen to Spotify. I never listen to streaming services. I have no interest because and then I feel like if I you know, it's this indie artist world, which is exhausting and super difficult. Um, but you know, I don't have time to go around cruising for cool music. I wanna get recommendations from my friends. That's who I wanna get it from. Yeah. But we're not able to do that right now. It's very, very very frustrating. And you know how they curate lists for you? Well, I don't always want to listen to the same genre. Just because I like Ryan Adams doesn't mean that I want to listen to a bunch of whiny dudes that try and sound like Ryan Adams. <laughs> I want to hear the real original stuff. And I don't have a genre, you know, I mean, sure, there's genres that I lean toward, but I love changing it up. I like hearing stuff that I've never heard of. But I don't think that you know, that, that is something that humanity still owns. I don't think that the machines have taken that, that part of the world over. (laughs) Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a huge source of frustration. I I miss music. I mean, I really do. So if people are listening, they have good songs, send them my way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well that's, I mean, and that's something like you're saying, that's something really that a lot of times like that, like that these chat rooms, you know, that can be built around these album tokens or, you know, just the communities that can be built around these things, uh, you know, could really address because then these people, cause you're right. I mean, I think a lot of times people aren't even necessarily looking for a genre. They're looking for a feeling, you know, they're, they're yes. for an emotion and the, you know, I mean, certainly that, that, that's true for me. I'm not going to go into what emotions I'm usually looking for when I listen to music, but I'm sure people will be surprised <laughs> at what they are. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's what I'm looking for. It doesn't matter if it's pop or metal or whatever, you know, as long as it's given me that feeling. Uh, and yeah, I think, I think again, you know, when you're investing with, you know, with the kind of these artist coins and you're investing with like album tokens and all this, that it, it creates kind of that, uh, it gets rid of the friction or it, it gets rid of the barrier to finding perhaps other people, uh, that, that, that could let you know what those are because they're invested in it just as much as you are. So yeah, uh, go, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that, that aspect of community is missing and, you know, I had a funny thought while you're saying this, it's like. Maybe if you could, you know how people, I mean, I'm single, right? So I'm always thinking like, where can I meet a guy that's not like a weirdo? And it occurred to me, you know, that subculture of the record store, right? I mean, good place to meet dudes, right? And then also 
a, a good place to kind of make friends and kind of engage with each other. We don't have that. We just don't connect on music that often. I guess there are some ways that people are trying to do it and stuff, but it's, it is kind of siloed away in, in different separate sections. Um, so yeah you're, yeah, you're hitting on a big point there. Like it's true for like, well, you're a fan of sex and science hour. The other uh, show that I, uh, co-host. Awesome. It's my favorite podcast. Yeah. That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> right on. Thank you. That's wonderful. Uh, and you know, on there, like so often, or even into sovereign tech, I get asked the question like, okay, you know, where do I find, where do I meet even like-minded people? Not necessarily even a date, but then of course usually it goes, you know, how do I find a date and all this? And you know, like what, what's the best place to go? And I'm like, well, for fuck's sake, don't go to a bar, you know, <laughs> don't do that. That's, that's going to be terrible. Uh, but, wait, why is a bar terrible? Oh, I think a bar is ter- well. First off, is that is everybody in their right mind? Like, no, I mean, wh- like, why are people not. even going there? You know, in the first place, it's usually be. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. That gets into a lot of judgment, and that that's not a route I need to go. But <laughs> okay, fair you know, enough. <laughs> uh, and and of course, I, myself, I'm an atheist, so I'm not going to be like, well, go to church. Uh, but you know, if you're if you're Christian or whatever religion you happen to be, that's probably the best place you can go to. But you know, for everybody else, like my you know, the, one of the best spots in my opinion was the bookstore, but guess what? You know, bookstores are dying or, I mean, some of totally. them are, are thriving, but they're dying just like the record store, like you're talking about. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That, that subculture thing. Yeah. Big, that's, that's a big miss that, uh, that, that somehow humanity's got to figure out, out again. And of course, maybe what you're doing is kind of, you know, heading in that direction. So yeah, uh, go, go ahead. If you want to get into the future or if you want to. Sure. Well about the future. Now I'm thinking I, I have to tell Adam a new feature that he should add, which is sort of of keeping in mind like a little bit of the dating aspect <laughs> you know what I mean? because if everybody's going to have their profiles and they're sharing music and one of the features that we're going to allow for is for people to be DJs and also earn money while sharing music uh-huh. so if you're a music fanatic and you're going to have your own playlist every time your music gets like your playlist gets played you're going to get a little something and then the artist is going to get a little something, which is totally neat. And it kind of, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, while people are engaging, they can still be maybe connecting on a dating level. I think I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Adam if there's some sort of thing to just keep in the back of his mind about that, (laughs) because, you know, dating now, like you have Tinder and you have Bumble and you've got match, but I think that all of those are, really awkward. I, I yeah. anytime I go on those websites, I kind of want to throw up after and I get more <laughs> depressed. I start out all excited for, you know, the first day. And then after about a day, I'd realize that it's a cesspool and I don't want to do it, but it just feels very inauthentic. Um, but music is authentic. And I think that when you're connecting with somebody on a song, just, you know, it's, it's almost a smaller version of connecting or maybe not even smaller, but connecting with the artist directly. Right. Yeah. Dating.tokenly.fm. I can see it. It's going to be, a there thing. you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of different features. So Adam and them are, are going to be rolling out stuff, um, March 20th and then April 1st, I think by the summer, there's going to be a lot more going on and they've been very responsive. So, a tokenized album, just review. So you can listen, you can post about it. You can access the chats. Uh, you can lend the tokens, you can collect them, sell them or trade them. You can also do co-marketing. So you can find another artist that's similar to you or that you support. And you guys can kind of do a cross-marketed, um, you know, sale, or you could do a function where, you know, we would do, let's say an online concert of me, um, 
Megan, my manager, she's an amazing singer songwriter, whoever else, you know, we could do something like that. Um, you'll also be able to donate your, your money to a cause. So, um, you know, when, when people say, Oh, I'm going to give 10% to this, you never really know where that money is going. So we'll have not only the ability to automatically donate, but also for people who are trying to see where that money went, they're actually going to be able to see that all that is transparent, especially when people are using, when people are using cryptocurrencies, it's going to be very transparent. Artists are going to get compensated right away, but it's also good. So you know where the money's going. If you're a fan, right, you want to see your, your artists get supported in that way. Um, and I think that, you know, there's something that we haven't really touched on, which is, you know, related to causes and related to the larger picture, which is, um, Ross Ulbricht. So I wrote a song after I met Lynn Ulbricht and after I met Ross, um, I think I actually wrote the song before I met him, but, um, I wrote a song called the Silk Road because it's a case that's very close to me in that, you know, I'm very good friends with the Ulbricht family. But when I first heard about the Silk Road, I didn't care about it. I thought like, I don't buy drugs on the internet. What do I care about this thing? Right. So, um, I, I decided to write the song and then, um, I ended up meeting Ross and, and he drew me for my birthday, uh, a picture of me. And since it's so important to me to kind of push the envelope, I decided to use that photo, I'm sorry, that drawing that he did of me as the album cover. And I think that this really illustrates a few different things. Number one, it gives me a talking point. So when people are about something that I'm very passionate about, uh, so when people ask me, hey, what's up with this album cover? And I'll say, well, let me tell you about my friend who's serving a double life plus 40 years sentence in prison for all nonviolent charges for making a website. And it allows me to talk about the drug war. It allows me to talk about what an abysmal failure it is and how it's evil and uh, far more immoral than the actual drugs themselves. And if I was signed to a major record label, they would definitely not allow me to speak about anything like that. Right. I mean, they would, they, it's too controversial. Yeah. And this is really what the crux is of the artist coins. It's about having free speech for artists. And uh, I think this is a great way to kind of relate to that. So when the cause function is available, people, when they buy my album, will be able to be also donating to Ross and it'll all be through cryptocurrency, which is in a way almost an F you to the system that put him <laughs> there in the first place. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and he's not doing the F you because he's doing his thing, but I kind of am I'm disgusted with uh, the way that uh, justice has been, corrupted in this country. And, uh, and I think that it it allows for all sorts of uncomfortable topics to be discussed in a way where they're already set up to be a little bit more sympathy inducing, which will open the door versus something that's a little bit closed off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's very true and it's, it's, it's a totally solid point is even, I mean, maybe even more importantly when it comes to art in some ways, uh, in that like injustice really gets done in the world largely because who's paying who, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, the, the money's flowing into the wrong place or the money's controlled by the wrong people. Uh, money should really never be controlled by anybody, but, but that's kind of the, you know, you know, the beauty here is that, you know, with, with artist coins, you know, with, with cryptocurrency in general, uh, you know, really the people finally have, you know, control of the funding and all that. And that justice can, you know, can actually be had, you know, in the eye of the individual as compared to, you know, by governments or, 
you know, whoever's, you know, holding all the purse strings and everything. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I, well, I, go ahead. Well, that's why I included the Bitcoin jingle on the song. You know, my music industry friends were like, I don't know. It's just a jingle. But to me, it's not. It's an anthem. It's sure. a rallying cry to people. You know, when I found out about Bitcoin, the opening line of the Bitcoin jingle, which I actually just released a couple of days ago when we launched the campaign, which is full band, you know, supported by the community so people can check it out. But, you know, the opening line is, I didn't want to give any of my money to a nation based on war. And and that's the bottom line. Like, no mas. I don't want to do this anymore. And then yeah. the other thing that I said was, you know, I used to cry to myself that we didn't have a chance, but Nakamoto came along with more than a song and gave the labor back to man. And and we're really talking about an innovation that gives us the freedom that we have been yearning for for thousands of years. It's a remarkable, amazing gift. And I think that, you know, we need to, to, to kind of push those points a lot. And and I think that freedom is something that artists respond to. Humanity responds to that. They just don't realize that they're being brainwashed a lot of the times. And and if you can kind of get them in with a song, then that's a good way to kind of shift their their viewpoint. Because the more of us that there are, there's more of us than there are of them. Yeah. Um, the problem is is that people are enslaved by their own minds and their own thinking. Um, and that's what I think you know all of us in this space are trying to work toward the libertarian people, the anarchist people, the Bitcoiners, the, you know, 3d printing guys, all that stuff is, is all innovation that is geared toward freedom. And I never, I hate technology. I'm so bad with it. You know, I find it to be very intimidating and I don't ever want to learn about it, but what's been exciting about getting into cryptocurrency is getting a new appreciation for the freedom and also the chains that can come with technology. And, uh, and it's a really exciting space to be in once you get over the fact that it's really weird and awkward. Yeah, right. And that it can be a little complex. Um, but I mean, you know, all those things are, are definitely, you know, being addressed. That's the other beautiful thing too, is that, uh, now you have so many people seeing, you know, it's the old saying necessity is the mother of invention. And I think that a lot of people are really recognizing, you know, kind of like you said, and, and many other people feel that, wait a second, you know, I'm, I'm being, you know, kind of pigeonholed, I'm being stuffed down, but this, you know, technology could actually really help me get through this. And because of that, either people are learning ways to uh, attach to technology to, you know, to, to get whatever they're doing out there, you know, kind of like what you're doing, or they're getting involved in technology to where they're developing things to make it easier so that everybody can have access to these tools and everybody's kind of able to use it and to, to come up. I mean, I think, you know, frankly, like what, what, so Tatiana coin, you know, I know it's based off of counterparty and counterparty, of course, two degrees based off of Bitcoin, um, which mm -hmm. is, you know, all that's fine and dandy and you're using tokenly is pretty much like your, your merchant services. Um, but even even that, and I, and I want to I want to actually get, get into a couple uh, you know a little more technical questions here in a second. Um, but even you know something like Tokenly, like yeah, I mean I I get it. I like I, I get why something like that you know exists, and it's more a platform so that everybody can just like everything you've been describing you know that you can do like with the album tokens and Tatiana Coin and all that. You know it, it's a platform that allows everybody to be able to get involved in this. You know it's, it allows everybody to 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 jump on board. Um, I mean, if everybody was just, I don't know if, if tech, I mean, I, I'm of two minds at this at sometimes, but like, you know, if tech was just supposed to be, okay, this is only for, I don't know, the, the you know, the, 
the Stephen Hawking's of the world or something. I mean, everybody would just be using, you know, like IRC and Usenet, you know, and all this, all this old shit, you know, forever, which not that I have any problem with anybody using that, of course. Uh, but I think it is really powerful just how much it can actually really kind of set everybody, you know, free, like you're saying, get everybody away from a lot of the, and I agree with you, the brainwashing is, you know, I mean, just the marketing and the advertising machine that's out there is, is horrendous. I mean, it's, it's so bad. And like, when you find out how beholden so many different industries, like the news industry, uh, you know, and, and a bunch of others are, are reliant upon like these advertising dollars, uh, you know, are they ever going to want to say something bad about their advertisers? No, never. Of course not. No. Right. <laughs> so but as to where, if they were self-funded or crowdfunded, uh, you know, effectively, you know, in the kind of the methods that you described, uh, then again, they, they could say whatever, you know, whatever the hell they wanted and, and they could lay it out there. So I, I see, I really see the need for, you know, for these kind of platforms and, and these, these things. Um, so, yeah, I'm very happy about it. I think of it as, you know, when we made the coin, it's almost like a car. Okay. I have a car, but who will build the roads? <laughs> and the answer was we will. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. we, a little tribute to Liberty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, it, it is it is the great equalizer uh, yep. in in terms of access, and I think that you know look at these these old industries are not thriving. I mean, in certain measures they are, but they're not in others, and they've also led to a brainwash kind of like a massively. I don't know, like everybody's a Muppet person and they all believe the same exact thing that they see on TV. They can't even bother to open their minds to facts. Facts yeah. are just repugnant to them. I don't know why. I got into an argument with a, with a friend the other day and it was just painful. And, and I was like, well, have you actually seen this person speak? Have you heard their reasoning for why they did this? No, but they're horrible. They're bad. Just no sense of logic at all. No ability to kind of permeate. So you know, we've got to break the brainwashing and give people back the ability to debate. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So, all right. Um, I guess like, let, let's get into maybe a couple of technical questions on the matter that I'm sure some of my listeners are, are going to have. Um, sure. and, I, and kind of the first one that I think that comes up for a lot of people and, and honestly, just in my own, my own opinion, um, I think this, this question is always a little unfair because there's a lot of assumptions built into it. And what a lot of people ask is, you know, okay, well, why do we have to do Tatiana coin? Why can't it just be uh, Bitcoin, um, you know, or, or maybe they have a different flavor of their choice, like Ethereum or something like, like, why, why is it its own thing? I mean, do you, do you, do people ask you that? Do you, do you kind of have a response for that sort of thing? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that people ask, but what we're doing is really different. So it's not the kind of traditional cryptocurrency where you would want to like trade it and stuff like that. And there's a market cap and all that stuff. Uh, Cause it just doesn't behave like that. Um, it allows someone to give me whatever form of money they want. Right. And they could donate to me in Bitcoin dollars, you know, Ethereum, whatever. And then they basically get back a gift certificate with extra features. And I can't do that with just Bitcoin because Bitcoin isn't specific to me. Right. Um, so that that hopefully answers that concern a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I can think of, you know, anytime like that, that really anytime something isn't quote unquote based on Bitcoin, uh, I mean, that that question comes up instantly for so many different projects. And, you know, I mean, my my answer is generally like the same and it's been the same for years. I mean, like, why 
why would you just want like a monoculture of like a, a singular thing in the first place? But I think your point is, is, is right on that, you know, it is different. It's, it's not like exactly a currency, right? Like that's. No, it's not. So I think that some healthy skepticism is great, but I mean, I also think that people need to chill out. It's not like I'm trying to raise $4 million and I'm going to go and take a huge vacation with my whole staff in some foreign country and just party to death. I'm asking for money to support artists, right? Not everything is about having a speculative token. Even with what we're trying to do, it would be great in order to incentivize investors um, to focus on Tatiana Coin and feel like they were getting a part of an artist, just like a record label invested in artists. But number one, we have the problem with the SEC, right? I don't know how much I can do to comply with their requirements. You know, right. I'm like, I don't have money to pay lawyers. And even if I was right, it doesn't matter because they could just beat me to death in court. Um, and, but I still think that there's value just to the fans themselves. Like, even though, actually, if you think about it, if there's a fixed amount of Tatiana coins and I become more popular, then the price of the coins should go up. But that's not at all what we try and focus on because I think that the feature set is really what makes it, um, like, it's it's just a different way to look at the technology. It offers more. It's more about the connection and the community than it is just a speculative thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, and again, at the, at the end of the day, like, again, since it was generated with Counterparty, I mean, it is effectively based on the, the Bitcoin blockchain all the same. Uh, you know, I think there's a reason that quite a few different things have actually, you know, run with Counterparty as compared to, say, some other things that are actually altcoins. Um, as where I don't think that's like a good description for what Tatiana coin is per se. Uh, you know, they didn't decide to go with that because they're, you know, they're, they're not 100% based on, or not what, not 100% is the wrong term, but that they're not, you know, based on Bitcoin in the first place. So yeah, I, I, I just, I hear that question when people ask that sometimes it's a valid question. They're wondering really why other times I think they're just kind of being an ass. Uh, but I think your points are, are absolutely, you know, really, really solid on that. Um, thank you. Well, I was at a, I was at a, at the blockchain event in Fort Lauderdale on Thursday. And there was this one guy that was really being hard on everybody. So I was just waiting for him to unleash. But the funny thing was, is that he totally got it. And I think that, you know, people love music. People hate getting ripped off when they buy their stupid iTunes and they want to be able to connect. So he, he saw the value, gave me like a little boost because I was afraid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. Well, that's, and you know, it's funny, like about a, maybe a month ago on Sovereign Tech, like I, I actually played a clip um, from David Bowie from like 1999 or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. I've heard that clip. You sent it to me. It's a cool clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking on the BBC and I mean, he pretty much predicted a, sort of what, you know, I, I think you're, you're doing here in where, you know, he literally says we're like the fan and the artist are just so interconnected, you know, that you know, they almost support each other in a way. Um, or, you know, that that's, that, that even that that was going to be necessary for art to survive, for art to continue in any real meaningful, and he even went on to say subversive way, because he said he wouldn't have been a musician. Uh, if he grew up in the nineties, he said he wouldn't have become a musician because, uh, because he didn't think like that music was really, was being that subversive thing anymore that it was all kind of controlled. And, and, you know, once again, this is exactly what you're addressing. You know, you've kind of solved, you solved the Bowie problem. Maybe we should, you should put that in your marketing. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as far as, you know, with Tatiana coin now, do you have to have like a, a specific 
like a wallet, like a counterpart party wallet, you know, to be able to like hold Tatiana coin and all this. Um, yes, absolutely. You okay. have to have a counterparty wallet. They will not let you buy counterparty. Uh, um, they won't let you buy the token unless you have it. And thankfully, it seems slightly easy. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and walk it through. It's a friend of mine who had a little bit of trouble is not so into Bitcoin. But yeah, you definitely have to have a counterparty wallet. And Tokenly has their own wallet um, called, I think, Pockets. Pockets. Yep. Yeah, Tokenly Pockets. So that uses, you know, that integrates really well, obviously, with the system. But if you just want to hold tokens you can just use any kind of counterparty wallet okay um yeah yeah so, so, that's, so that's that's pretty key for that but then you know at at the campaign page which again is tatianacoin.com um people can can you know fund help fund you and of course they're not just funding i mean they're getting something out of this like there's a wide array of you know prizes and rewards or whatever um that like they can use they can use us dollars they can use bitcoin they can use like a lot of different altcoins because there's shapeshift.io integration and all that right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, absolutely so okay so i mean that 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 definitely makes a lot of that a lot of that a lot you know much easier um yeah key point though there i think that that a counterparty wallet uh, is is needed you know to make that happen and yeah i've actually i've looked at the tokenly pockets wallet and it's it's really slick uh, I mean, like a very, very nice uh, user interface as, as far as wallets go. Um, I mean, I think you've raised, like, really, in my opinion, what is the absolute need. You know, it's not even a matter of, oh, like, oh, this is, you know, so innovative and this is cool, you know, come be cool. Like, it, it, it's practically a need, uh, you know, to, to have this sort of thing in existence. Uh, now that, the you know, the technology, you know, like, you know, kind of the blockchain revolution and all that has happened uh, to where it could be taken advantage of. I'm excited that things seem to be going well. I mean, if people like what we're putting down, I guess, or what I'm putting down, they can go to TatianaCoin.com and like find out more and stuff like that. Um, And also if people have suggestions or if they know other artists that want to test this out, because, you know, we're going to put out my album on March 31st. I'm I'm doing a little tour right now. Um, I'm going to be playing... um, in San Francisco and LA, I have, uh, some sort of stuff going on in Mexico, but I, I travel a lot, so it'd be great to see people, but yeah, so that's cool. So you're going to be, I mean, you're touring with this. This is, uh, oh yeah, we're going to launch the album March 31st and I hope to be going around and evangelizing this technology, uh, especially because the way that I view this campaign and this is why this campaign is so critical to me is that I think that this idea is really good. But if people don't support it financially, it's going to look like the idea is bad when in reality it's just that maybe I don't have enough fans with a big enough budget to support me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that could, you know, and but that doesn't mean that this model wouldn't work for other artists. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this crowdfunding campaign, which is going to be successful. I feel pretty confident in that. We're almost, a, you know, 20 percent of the way there. How much are you trying to raise again? Oh, 15,000. 15,000. So, okay. Um, at the time of this, we've got a little bit under 3000, um, I've already donated if anybody's wondering, or, you know, I've already, uh, helped fund. So yes, (laughs) I know. Get to it. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, the, the next steps after launching the record is really going to be trying to create a community of artists that want to try this out and also to be supportive of each other. You know, the community isn't only online. This is a community that will have, you know, genuine relationships and I'd love to organize some different gigs. So if there's any listeners out there that musicians that want to give this a try, um, you know, we're, we're definitely in the very early stages of beta. So it's not, 
um, a fully fleshed out thing. But I think that's what makes it exciting because people can actually be a part of sculpting this world. This is not something that belongs to me or that belongs to Adam. It belongs to everybody. Um, and I think that, that hopefully that's something that's going to resonate with people. Yeah. And I think it's really early in, uh, you know, which is, is an exciting prospect in itself. Like you, you can see that this is very much, you know, the beginning stages and you're, you, you know, you're taking great leaps with it. Uh, and for people to want to get in on it, I mean, I'm already trying to imagine, okay, how do podcasters get to take advantage of this? I mean, that's, I've been ruminating on that for a while now. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, this, this definitely has, you know, really, really broad ramifications, uh, you know, for all kinds of things, uh, even beyond music, but most importantly, music and please people like I need great music in my life. So get to it, <laughs> you know, get, get funding yourselves. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, am, I am so, uh, you know, so on for that. Uh, whew, yeah. So, okay. So again, I just want, I want to reiterate this information, uh, TatianaCoin.com. We'll take you right to the campaign page uh, where you can, you know, get your hands on like great stuff. You could start using the album tokens already. Uh, like they're, they're, you know, they're there um, and a, a, lot, a lot of different stuff there. There's also token.fm, which, uh, which you were talking about, Tatiana. I know there's packages there for that as well, where either as an artist or as a fan, you can like kind of get in, uh, you know, really at, at, I guess at a low price. Uh, to, to be able to take advantage of that platform as it's coming. And this is the thing too, as I see it, is that like a lot of this stuff, you know, some of it you might be kind of buying uh, almost as a pre-order or like as a promissory note of sorts to where, you know, these feature, more features are going to be coming down the line. But I think that's actually kind of cool because, you know, you, you buy once, but then it just like keeps on adding features. It's like a video game that just keeps getting updates, you know, for free. Uh, as, as compared to where you don't have to keep buying more DLC, you know, as, as video game players, you know, know how annoying that is. Uh, mm -hmm. so I, I, I think that's, you know, that, that's a really cool model, uh, you know, to, to jump in on. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, TatianaCoin.com if, if people want to, want to check it out. So, well, I, the, there's one thing I do want to talk about, which was, um, the record itself. I, I just wanted to talk about a couple things regarding it because every record is, you know, it's like you're, you're giving birth to a baby, right? Um, and, and each, each thing sort of represents something. So I, I named the album Keep the Faith because I've been involved in a lot of ideological pursuits, right? These idealistic communities. But then there's all these, um, to use a, a, a term you like to use, slap nuts around there, <laughs> ruining it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that is a term I like to use. I God love that. It's really us. funny. <laughs> yeah, these people are ridiculous. And and there were a lot of different times where I wanted to kind of give up and, and it made me doubt my my, you know, convictions and my belief in humanity. And, you know, I was involved in Gulch Gulch, which was a total nightmare, and I was the only one down in Chile, with the exception of Will McAllister. He was me and him, we were the only ones. No one would listen to me. Everybody thought that I was, you know, crazy and being a bitch and blah blah blah. But I was one of the few people that was trying to raise the flag that that was a scam project. And and when I was down there I wrote the song Keep the Faith because I was so alone and I was so despondent. But in the end, you know, especially after meeting Ross and, and understanding the the weight that he's under and more importantly the beauty and grace with which he's handled himself and how he's he's gotten better at, at just being I don't know you know like this advanced human being I don't know how to describe it but you know I think well, he's that really dealing album, with a new reality I mean it's, it's exactly crazy. yeah 
but it puts everything else in perspective. Like you can never complain anymore once you go to the prison and you see what that's like. Um, and I think that, you know, we all have been tried in, in different ways. And I think that it's not a religious reference. It's a reference to a belief in, in whatever it is that you believe in. Right. So keep the faith. I mean, I guess, unless you believe in bad things, maybe that don't keep the faith in that, but (laughs) to the good people out there who are trying to fight, you know, that's, that's what we did. And the record itself is, I think, sonically the best record I've ever done. Um, the songs are really good and the band was amazing. And Will Hensley, my producer, engineer, um, you know, songwriting partner, he's great. I mean, you know, he, he basically takes my stuff and just makes it magic. So, and, and the people over at Joe Lambert mastering, Joe did a really great job mastering the record. So it's, it's just a really good record. I feel like the music oftentimes gets really put by the wayside and I feel kind of bad because it's almost like the older, the oldest kid in the family where they don't really get as much support as the younger kids do, but sometimes they do as well. And they feel like kind of left out and like they have all the responsibility. Well, well, my record is, is a little bit like that. My music is like that. And, and musically it, it really is good work. So I hope that people give it a listen and I hope they like it. Um, and it, and it moves them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, actually, if you don't mind, I'd love to play uh, the big, I actually bought a copy of the Bitcoin jingle, the full band version that's off of the album. Um, oh, please do. Yeah. yeah I'll love play that. it on the show here uh, when, when we're done. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. And I, I, I think people can, can really get a lot of what you, what you've been saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited for it. You know, like I, I think it's, well, I, I, you know, I've loved your previous albums as well. Uh, but so yeah, I I get that. Like I, I and and that's great that your album actually kind of has a point. It has a it has a, a feeling that it it, it kind of started off from. Um, and for those, I, I've commented on the whole Galt's Gulch chili situation in the nightmare. Past. Yeah, the nightmare, the fiasco. Uh, that was know. the worst thing. I, I it was so traumatic. I can't even begin to tell you how long it took to to get over. It was awful. Yeah, for for people you know that may not know effectively what it is is it was the idea of sort of creating a little mini libertarian paradise in Chile, um, and it ended up like being incredibly mismanaged. You know, lots of. I mean, like there, there have been some horror stories that have, that have come out of it, you know, where like families are living out of their van, uh, you know, because they put all their money down to buy land in this, you know, in this, what was being called Galt's Gulch Chile. Uh, Awful. Awful. No one would listen to me. They all thought I was crazy and I kept trying to tell everybody and no one would listen. It was terrible. Well, I mean, you know, in some ways, I mean, that kind of speaks to not, not against you in in any way, um, but it, it, it speaks to sort of a lot of what what kind of a theme that's been going through our, through our conversation here in that, you know, I think there was a lot of people that had a lot of money invested in this. And because of that, you know, it kind of skewed their reality. It's, it's skewed to, you know, they're like, Oh no, no, this can't fail where, you know, we're putting all this money down, blah, 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 blah. You know? uh, And yeah, well, I, I think a lot of people didn't want to admit what you came out and admitted. I mean, I remember you did a, you did a podcast about it. Um, Oh yeah. It was called sociopaths. Yeah, I was a really into I took that down because it was just so intense and I didn't want to live in the past with it. Yeah, sure. And I felt that the people who had to be warned had already been warned. And I was also extremely emotionally vulnerable in that episode, which kind of, you know, of course, is likely to make someone feel insecure about it. But I tried. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was rough because, you know, and this it, but it also taught me a lot about human nature and about how people want to believe 
what they want to believe, even though they say they're so free in their minds, you know, people wanted to think that it was true. So it was easier for them to dismiss what I was saying because it was inconvenient for what they wanted to achieve. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You and hit, hit them down the head. Yeah. So, I mean, and also I don't think that people have as much character as they should. Like they don't, they don't really stand behind their convictions. It wasn't easy. Um, to, to be me during that time. And not that I'm some great person, but it was kind of disappointing that not everybody was the same and, you know, people make mistakes, but it's, it's remarkable and you don't get a prize for being right. Being right sucks. You know, I didn't want to be right about that. Like I didn't want to live in a libertarian paradise. Come on. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, come on. It was amazing down there too. The land was really beautiful. Um, the the Chileans are wonderful. Yeah. Yes gorgeous so nice it could have been so cool if only the most evil man alive ken johnson was not in charge um yeah, yeah. and there's a whole lot of shadiness around there and, and a lot of disappointing behavior i really think that the main problem was the main guy um and then everybody else was sort of it was like what is it the fish rots from the head um, yeah great wow that's a good one yeah and also, you know, here's another warning sign. When somebody's acting weird, which is how the owner of the company was acting, the Ken Johnson guy, you know, don't always chalk it up to idiocy because that's what I thought. I thought he was just incompetent and sort of stupid, right? And like, oh, well, he he can't get his stuff together. He just needs help. But I think that that's a really good way to prey upon people, um, you know, by seeming incompetent. Incompetence could actually be... Um, oh, it could be something far more sinister. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. I mean, like sometimes, like it, it, it can just be a tactic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, totally. And it's not something I would have thought of, you know, because people want to give each other the benefit of the doubt. If you're a good person, you don't know how an evil person thinks, so you can't, you know, prepare yourself for that. And and that was a really difficult but very very good lesson to learn. And unfortunately, I think life is teaching me that lesson sometimes still. Um, and, and as an artist, you don't want to lose your vulnerability. You want to be trusting, you want to be open, but you have to be responsible and, and you can't just walk around in the streets, like all naked and being like, I can't believe someone grabbed me. Well, you know, maybe, maybe you should watch where you're walking around like that. (laughs) You know, not now this sounds like we're going into some whole other weird realm, but I'm just saying that people need to have, um, a little bit of like take their rose colored glasses off and look at the situation with a bit more skepticism, even though that's sucky. Like don't give your trust to just anybody because they say that they like Liberty. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and I, I totally get what you're saying. And it, and it's something that is in the past that has come up really many times on this show. Um, like that we gotta be, I mean, like the issue of reputation, the issue of a lot of different things. I mean, like people really need to be, I, I agree. They need to be skeptical of, what yeah just don't run off of like what other people think about somebody else or reputation or even even like if someone shares an ideology with you to to be honest like that is just a baseline of of perhaps a way that or of knowing so that you want to maybe spend more time with a person it is not like the end-all be-all of that person i know too many people that claim to be anarchists or libertarians or whatever and I mean, they are, you know, to, to use my own term, I mean, they're just, you know, they're, there's, I just want to call every one of them slap nuts. I mean, you know, they're, that's pretty accurate. I yeah, mean, I mean, it, it can stung. get very depressing. Now yeah. I feel like I know why all those, you know, I used to wonder why the singer songwriters kind of got out of their activist scenes and I kind of feel like it's because of that. 
Sure. <laughs> like after a while, they're sick of everybody being a faker. And then they're like, all right, I'm going to move on to something else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like last week uh, on the show, I was, it was an episode that I called Internet Self-Defense. And kind of one of the main points I was trying to bring up was that, look, you know, every news story you get, you know, you've got to go further than the headline. You've got it. Don't just go further than the headline. Don't just read the whole story. There's usually a bunch of links and it can be from, you know, a source like the independent or even the New York times, or, you know, in some of those, I know people, you know, want to bash them for being liberal rags or something. And that's fine. Uh, but you know, like, like see, like actually look into this stuff and, you know, kind of like some of the, like the people that you, you know, that you've mentioned and, and, and some of the, you know, just some of the situations, like look really, really deep. You got to do your homework. You, you can't just like accept at face value, like kind of the wisdom of the crowds to say. That. Well, there's a information overload, though, right now. You right. know what I mean? I think it makes it really hard for people to get. It's like we have a lot of uh, people that are good at very minimal amount of things or think that they're they're not even good at it, but they just know a little bit about everything. Like they know a sentence here, a sentence there yeah. about a certain topic that they parrot. Yeah, no, yeah, you're, yeah, absolutely. You're you're right about that, and it, it is it is tough. Like, how do you actually like you know really? How do you boil down to you know in the internet age? How do you get to the truth? I mean, there is such a thing as the objective truth, absolutely. You know, I have no doubts about that. Uh, but like, even how do you find that? And yeah, it, it's 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 very very tough. And you know, social media, like, uh, you know, I I'm not I'm not like trying to tie this back as some kind of like marketing ploy, but. You know, kind of the idea of like, you know, sort of like we were talking about, like with the album tokens, right, where, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. have these smaller chat rooms. I mean, I think one of the biggest problems is, is that people buy into sort of the wisdom of the crowds when when they see somebody has like 20,000 followers on Twitter or if they get, you know, a few hundred likes on something on Facebook, they think, oh, well, if everybody likes it, you know, then then or if a lot of people like it, then maybe there's something to this person when maybe there's nothing to this person. You know, yeah. I mean, you can buy, you know, any kind of perception you want on, on, uh, you know, on, on social media, you could buy Twitter followers, you could buy Facebook likes, you could buy, you know, all this different stuff. I mean, you, you've really, you've got to look for that, for that authenticity, like you've been talking about, uh, you know, in, in all things, not just in music, you got to find it across the board, in my opinion. And I agree. You're, you're so right, Tatiana, that like we have an information overload and it's tough to find it. But I think if you don't take the time, you know, you're going to get burned. I mean, it's just it's going to be bad. I mean, what do you think? Well, I think that, um, you know, what this makes me think of is a thing that I wanted to build into tokenly. So I like being well informed on the news, but I don't have time to gauge whether or not this news site or that news site is reasonable. What's good. It's just too much action. So what I thought would be a cool feature would be a playlist, but of favorite news stories. So like. I know that you're intelligent. You do your research pretty well. I know that Bob Murphy has a really good command of economics. I know that Jeffrey Tucker is always writing really good pieces. And then I know that, you know, my other friend um, really does a lot of research and maybe he's on the left or something like that. So I could basically look at a playlist of their top 10 favorite news stories of the, of the week or whatever. And then I could kind of let them do my vetting. So, not to say that you just blindly follow someone, but it does allow you a little bit of a filter by using other people's brains to do the filtering for you. Mm-hmm. Just not in a blind way, I think, you know, because I have trust in you, in Bob and Jeffrey, whatever. Um, and then I'm kind of allowing a little bit of that work to be shared, if that makes sense. I think that that would be something that people would like because sometimes I want to get news. And then I go to people's Facebook feeds and then I just see a whole bunch of crap 
And then once in a while, there's some sort of an article. But I have one friend, I know that she doesn't do her research. Like, she she doesn't look for really reliable sources. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to get some more curated news, that's for sure, because I think it's hard to be able to pick through the noise. Yeah, now, okay, so actually, this is an interesting subject um, that I, I, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on. Sure. Um, because, yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot of recognition of this idea of, like, that we need curators with this information overload that we're experiencing today. And it's true. I mean, I think, well, part of the reason that this podcast is even a thing is because people want to hear, okay, what the hell's actually important that's going on, uh, you know, out there. And, of, of course, granted, it comes with my slant and bias and whatever. Uh, but, you know, once people recognize that, fine. And I'm with you. Like, there's people like, I, yeah, Jeffrey Tucker, Bob Murphy, both guys... Uh, you know, whether I agree with them a hundred percent of the time or not, you know, I think they're authentic. I think I, you know, that they're coming from, you know, like a, a direction that I can appreciate. And, mm-hmm. uh, and most of the time I do agree with them actually. So, <laughs> you know, especially, that works Jeffrey, out. yeah, especially Jeffrey Tucker. So like, yeah. And, and to, to kind of, to fund that, to fund these, this curation, uh, you know, is, is a huge deal. I know that there's like projects like yours.network it's called is something that that it, it's based off of bitcoin where they're trying to uh I, I mean i don't know if they're directly saying they want it to be curation but it's something that uh something that you know is is a part of it that they're that they're looking at and also you know actually just real quick this is kind of a side note um mm-hmm. where i think part of the reason that tatiana coin you know doesn't need to be bitcoin is that microtransactions on bitcoin has really never been solved uh so to like even do something interesting right now you you sort of i think you kind of have to make your own thing in a way uh because yours.network is actually trying to like that's that's sort of the the the, uh, the the secret sauce that they're baking is how to figure really figure out microtransactions uh, like micro microtransactions with bitcoin to where you know people could make money off of doing this kind of curation you know kind of kind of what you're you of what you're describing um here so but now there's been other platforms that have tried to do this and in fact uh, i was on your show the tatiana show uh this Mm -hmm. is a few months ago and we had the guys on from steam it and uh it was was an interesting show to say the least (laughs) (laughs) i think it went well it was a lot more civil than than i had expected i was hoping it would be a little bit more jerry springer but you know what can you do next time i'll make sure that i (laughs) i deliver the jerry springer (laughs) so uh but uh but you know one of the things that they talked about on that show so i'm not revealing any kind of like real privileged information is that you know they were they were wanting to like have curation be like a thing because even on steam it alone just on that platform not the entirety of the internet just on that platform it was it was tough uh you know to to you know we to find the needle in the haystack effectively you know there was information overload um there as well but now yeah and there was a lot of gaming of the system sure but i mean see i'm like a little bit more accepting of steam it because i think that look you got to start somewhere people have to make mistakes and um and so far, it doesn't seem like the users have gotten her. I definitely think that there are some economic questions. I post on Steemit. I think the community is really nice. Mm-hmm. And I think that if people are going to try this, like, even if Steemit fails and turns out to be a big mess, it's going to teach somebody else how to fix that problem going forward. So at least they're trying, you know, yeah. and, and they're being successful so far. I mean, it's working. Well, I mean, even on that episode that, that I was on of your show, um, which people can also find at uh, TatianaMoroz.com, um, you know, they, they said, like, Dan Larimer came out and said it was an experiment, you know, and 
it's it's good to hear that. Like that's the way that I wish people would talk a lot about a lot of this stuff. You know, talk about it more. Is say, look, this is an experiment. You know, uh, because then then the reality can kind of sink in. You know, that okay, well, let's not you know let's not bet the farm on this. You know, l- let's just understand that okay, we're we're trying this out, and you know maybe it's speculative or something like this. Uh, but that that really doesn't get out there enough. So I, I appreciate you saying it, um, and I appreciated that he said it in that episode. But uh, a lot of other people, you know, aren't aren't so gracious, uh, you know, in in describing it. But so you mentioned gaming the system, and this is kind of the thing that that I I wonder could could kind of happen is that with that curation, like. I guess, you know, could, could there end up being perverse incentives? And, and this, this might be, a, you know, I don't know if you, if you've thought about this question, but I wonder too, like with artist coins as well, kind of this whole idea, like, do, do you see the potential for, for people to try and game that? I mean, I'm just curious, you, you know, it's, I mean, anybody can use any tool any way they want, obviously. So it, it doesn't necessarily speak against, you know, the, 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 the idea or technology itself, but I'm just curious your thoughts. I mean, I think that they can game the system. I think it becomes a little bit of a popularity contest, uh-huh. uh, but not one that's not one that's like kind of starts out in an equal playing field. Do you know what I mean? And then, you know, you have um, people doing kind of voting cabals where they say, "I'll vote you up if you vote me up," and it's I don't know. That's definitely a problem that still needs to be solved. But I also think that there are some people on there that are just genuinely bare, like just sharing, you know, because they, they like the experience. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I like it. Uh, I like it better than Facebook in some ways, because at least I'm not giving money to Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. And, you know, at least people are not getting screwed with it. Um, well, not yet. You know, I mean, <laughs> at least some anarchists made some money along the way. <laughs> so, I mean, for all this scammy weird projects at least for once we won (laughs) in a way um but i don't know how to solve the gaming of the system um i think that all of this technology is really really new and a lot of times when people ask me questions about bitcoin or something you know that it's like it's not 2016 internet or it's not 2017 internet it's like 1995 internet you know let's let's give it a second guys yeah yeah yeah. um but i would yeah, I mean, I'd like to see, thank you, um, I'd like to see some sort of um, ways where the system couldn't be gamed, right? Because, and even on Facebook, I find it so annoying when I try and post something and you only see certain things. And then if you put in a YouTube link because it takes you away from the site, you don't get as many views. I mean, all this manipulation is really, really annoying and also kind of evil, um, because then, you know, they, they even did that study where they would show people on Facebook all the bad news and they would try and affect their mood. And it's like, oh, thanks. I didn't realize I was uh, getting a, a guinea pig check at the end of this because that's what you're making me. Right. Don't guinea pigs get paid. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> especially <laughs> if you're trying to drive them into a depression. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, that was frankly, that was sick. Like, like the, that, I mean, that's literally behavioral experimentation. They didn't tell anybody. I mean, and, and, Ooh, yeah. So it, it didn't break their terms of service. Well, great. But I, it broke your humanity, you know? <laughs> That's... Yeah. Well, their terms of, of service. I mean, who in the world reads that? Nobody right. does. Nobody could actually discern what it says there anyway. And it's not a very, um, legitimate, uh, excuse in my mind because they know that nobody's reading it. Nobody would willingly go into that and say, and also, if they're using people that way, they should compensate them or at least notify them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're, you're, 
no, well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's any great way to do it. It would have been great if they did end up paying them. Um, and obviously they track their metrics enough to where they could have, you know, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're doing it because this is benefiting their business. So, I mean, we're, we're basically all little slaves over at Facebook. I'm on there all the time and I hate it. Um, because there's no other solution yet that, that has really solved the problem. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. No, nothing. Go ahead. Well, okay. So, I mean, do you see, this is a question I actually, that I actually get a lot. Now, I think you're kind of addressing this sort of with, you know, kind of what can be built around, um, you know, uh, Tatiana coin and, and the album tokens and all this. I mean, do you think that in the future, uh, this is a great question to ask. I mean, in the future, do you think people will eventually leave Facebook? I mean, do you think they'll end up on, yes. is there another platform? What would that other platform look like? Do you think, I mean, you know, however you want to answer those. I think that people will leave Facebook. Uh, I think that, you know, some people will stay behind, but it's going to jump the shark if it hasn't already. Um, the problem is, is that people keep going into these businesses that are, that are similarly eventually going to be exploitative. So I think that, I don't know. I have a lot of big ambitions with, with uh, the token.fm platform with tokenly in a wider sense being used to help all kinds of different businesses. I think that we could start incentivizing a better work ethic if we people were tokenized even. You know, I, I used to work at studios and the the students would start out, the interns would start out really good, but because the bosses were not always fair to them, they didn't want to succeed. They wanted to get away with, you know, as much Facebook time as they could or they uh. wanted to go and do things. So I think that if people are more directly involved with their own worth, they're going to start behaving differently. And I think that with the right combination of things, I mean, not to sound like I'm pitching my own thing, but I mean, I would like to see token.fm be um, a hub for that and, and, and subsequent projects that can kind of stem from that because it's not just about the music um, with tokenly, you know, we've got gaming, we've got um, all sorts of different kinds of like more weird use cases. that are just regular stuff. The, not entertainment and media based. Right. Um, and that would be a great legacy. So I'm pulling to, to build, build my own road. Yeah. You absolutely. Know, and hopefully people will follow. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, and boy, if, if the, if one of the nice little side effects is that people leave Facebook, <laughs> you know, damn right. Like by, by all means, I think that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Um, burn that place to the ground. Remember when you said on the Tatiana show about, um, Zuckerberg running for president. That sounds like the scariest, most nightmarish 1984 like horror that I could ever think of. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's true. And in fact, you know, just a little update on that. Um, I think the, even more evidence has been building up on it because he's, no, yeah, he's been no. very open. Like he's made very strong statements uh, against like kind of the immigrant, the quote unquote immigration ban from Trump and everything. And I mean, like he's already, I see it as he's already trying to take on, you know, the, the president that is right now, uh, so that he can be the president that, that becomes, um, and yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot more, you know, to it than, than just that, but. Holy like, sweet Lord. That is the worst, most terrifying thing I can possibly imagine. I mean, yeah. can we get Hitler back, please? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Anything, sorry, that was like the worst joke ever. Sorry. But seriously, this guy could enslave the world without even putting chains on them. He already has. Yeah, in a right, in a very real sense, he he very much has. Uh, like I, I love the. I'm, I'm reminded of an old Rick Springfield line 
uh, where he says, you know, we're, we're all in a, a prison without any walls or something. And he was just talking about television and now it's just Facebook, you know? Yeah. Big time. And between Facebook and all their little buddies and the stuff that they promote, I mean, it's a cesspool. I hate it there. Yeah. So maybe all those people that hate Facebook, which there are a lot, it's been very hard to create that network effect, right? You know, and that's, what's really necessary for, um, for a social media company. And that's why I'm not so harsh on steam it. Cause you know what they have, they've gotten together a community and these people are in there and you know, um, I, I, the nice thing about doing things with an artist coin though, is that it's built community by community. It's not for the success. It's not necessary for a massive amount of people to be on the platform. It just needs to work for the core group and that core group can keep going. Whereas trying to get another Facebook going, from a different, just strictly a social media platform perspective, isn't going to work because you want to have everybody accessible to you at your fingertips. Whereas with a coin, it's a little bit of a different desire as a fan um, and as a member of society. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think, and and this this is, I mean, this speaks well to to your character, and and I think that this is, you know, kind of an important um, abstract point, I think, to bring up with, with everything you're trying to do is that, I mean, yeah, you definitely, you know, you have some pretty grand ambitions, which I don't think are unfair at all. Uh, but I don't feel like you're overselling it. Like, you know, this is, this is what I run. What's that? Thank you. I I mean, in my mind, like I I have a lot of doubt, but I feel a lot of conviction because I just think this is what we need and I'm not going to stop until something changes. Somebody else does it. That's awesome too. But I mean, I don't have control over that. I only have control over how I'm contributing. Yeah. Well, I I think, yeah. And again, like we mentioned kind of Bowie and some others, I mean, like a lot of people have in various forms kind of seen, look, this, this sort of thing needs to happen. Okay. And I mean, this is the the problem I have with a lot of these projects, especially a lot of blockchain projects. And this includes Steemit, you know, and, and some others is that it's, it's the fucking, the, you know, the marketing verbiage around it. Like it, it drives me nuts where, you know, I can see what you're doing, you know, for artists, like literally, you know, I, I know there, there's some for like phrasing in, you know, where about like on social media, whatever, where it's artists will, you know, set, uh, you know, this is going to set artists free. I think it actually will. Right. As to yeah. where, like other things, you know, or like when people say Bitcoin, Bitcoin is going to change the world. All right. It already did. Like th- that's not BS, you know. As to where a lot of like steam it and some of these other ones, like their marketing is like, oh, we're going to, you know, this is going to change everything. This is going to blah, blah, blah. I mean, and they're serious. They're not just saying it as like some kind of kitschy marketing line. Like they're dead serious. They think that, you know, because they found out this new compression algorithm that everything's going to, you know, like, like suddenly, uh, you know, babies are going to be born with angel wings and, you know, it's just going to be this amazing, you know, universe that we're going to live in. And it's like, wow, dude, you're just a platform. Like you're, you're, you're really not much else, you know, and that's okay. And that's brilliant. It's wonderful that you've done this, but it's not like, I, I just, I feel like so many of these people oversell what, what they're pushing or like, they'll say, look, if you do this, I mean, this is something like the, another thing that I'll give you credit for is like, you're not out there saying, Hey, you buy Tatiana coin. You know, again, it's not, it's not like a speculative thing as you already made clear, you know, you're not saying that, Oh yeah. It, well, in, in, you know, two months, you're going to make $20,000 or something. Right. No, definitely not. <laughs> right. You know, as to where that's what some of these people come out and say, it's like, oh, I made this much in one day, you know, and I can do this. And, and, and that just that drives <laughs> me nuts, you know, when I hear that. And it's like, because you know that there's, you know, once somebody like, even if that really happened, 
as soon as the cat's out of the bag, it becomes impossible to ever happen again. Kind of like with social media where like, you know, people are like, oh yeah, we could use Facebook and Twitter to, you know, to organize a revolution because look at what happened with Arab Spring. It's like, look, that's never going to happen again. Once it happened once, it's just not going to happen again. Like it can't because then all the, you know, either the, you know, the, the seen or the unseen starts, you know, mechanizing to where like it makes it pretty much impossible. So yeah, I, I love the fact that, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's a humble project, but what you've got, I mean, I, I think you're, you're shooting straight in what you're trying to do. And I also, of course, obviously I see the need for it. So, I mean, do, do you have any thoughts on any of that? I think that that was a really, really nice compliment and thank you. Sure. <laughs> I think, uh, again, you know, it's when you're a pioneer, everybody's like, Oh, you're a pioneer. But um, it, it, it's really, really hard and it's really hard to know which direction to go in. But the one thing that I am steadfast in is sort of, you know, my desire to do something good. Right. And, and, and trying to kind of be pure of heart. I, I know that's silly because a heart can be kind of polluted or, or misguided and stuff like that. But I think that I've, I have a, a calling. <laughs> I don't know if it's God. Well, yeah, conviction, do, right? <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there's a distinctive purpose in my life and, and I hope that, you know, I, I, I hope that what I'm saying is something that resonates with other people. I think that there are other people out there that are yearning for something better and they just need to be brought together. And it's not about me and it's not about Adam. And it's not about you. It's about everybody, right? It's like yeah. connecting us all. And that's what's so cool about cryptocurrency, right? It, it it started this peer-to-peer thing. Well, I guess it didn't start it, but, you know, it's a, it's allowed for this peer-to-peer thing. Um, and and hopefully other people want to get on board, you know? Hopefully other people see the value. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I wish I, – I think that there's a lot of good intentions out there, but I hope that we win. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, that's, that's the trick. And, and yeah, too, you know, that, that's interesting. Like what you're, some of what you were just saying there, I'm like, yeah, you know, this whole pioneering thing is not sexy. I I know a lot of people want to like lay it out as like, oh yeah, it's great. You just do this, 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 and it's going to be wonderful. And I mean, you've had, you're you're working hard. Like, (laughs) oh my God. Yeah. People are like, what do you do for fun? And, um, and, and it's kind of depressing because I'm like, I don't, I just work. (laughs) And then occasionally I'll go for drinks because I'm sick of working. But, you know, um, it's hard to kind of maintain a schedule when you're traveling around everywhere and stuff like that. But I think that this is it's not the time to sleep. It's the time to to really work and push something because it's more at stake. You know, I had lots of fun. I had lots of hobbies when I was younger. You know, now is the time to be focusing on on doing something a little bit bigger than that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and, and like I said earlier, you know, kind of the future coming to fruition. I mean, you're definitely one of the hardest working women I know. And, uh, and yeah, I think I think Tatiana coin, you know, com- combination with tokenly, you know, all these different technologies we've talked about, uh, you know, it really it's here. I mean, and it, it, it's really it is building that future that so many people just kind of like talk about. Uh, and then there's those that actually do it. And yeah, and I, I appreciate that. you're. Do- <laughs> I really do. I appreciate that you're doing it. Well, thank you. I try. I appreciate your support and your own efforts. I mean, it takes a village. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, you're right. You're right. Yeah, everything is going good. Yeah. 
So anyway, uh, TatianaCoin.com, that's where people can go to start getting their hands on this, start getting being a part of the future in so many ways. Even if you wanted to like uh, start on, you know, do your own coin or you know, do your own artist coin and all this. I mean, like there's there's tools there that could start to allow for that. Uh, I mean, hell, they can even hire you, right, Tatiana? Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> they can have me play their party. I can even, you know, there's, I don't know if we have this prize up there, but, um, but you know, I, I want to be able to kind of write a song on command um stephanie murphy uh my darling darling friend and just amazing in so many millions of ways she got a youtube um me basically performing a cover song of her choice so i think that i'm gonna do girls just want to have fun i don't really remember which one she wants me to do either that or material girl yeah but that'll be kind of a fun little neat project so there's there's some fun stuff on there yeah i love it so anyway, uh, Tatiana, thank you so much, uh, for being on the show. I love when I get to do this because like I've had, I've had uh, Paige Peterson on to talk about Zcash. Um, I I've love had, her. yeah, she's, she's just the best. Um, and you know, so many other great, uh, you know, guests when I get to have them on and to talk up, you know, just how they're really, you know, building up and, and really, I think this is part of the crypto economy as well, what you're doing. Uh, you know, I, I just, I get excited. Uh, so I, you know, I, I love it. Um, so anyway, any, any last thoughts you wanted to get out there? Um, no final thoughts. I say free Ross Ulbricht yeah. and, uh, oh, what well, this is a silly plug, but if people like Ross, they can go to his website and even if they don't have money to support him, there's an Amazon link and people can, um, can do that. Uh, I know that you probably have your own affiliate link. So now I'm just realizing that maybe that wasn't a no, good no, thing no, to plug, fine. but <laughs> I think it's good to change things up. Yeah, sure. Um, it up. Yeah, exactly. So um, I don't know. That's all. I, I hope that uh, people support the album dropping May uh, no March 31st. You can listen to it right now on SoundCloud and uh, you can experience token.fm over the next upcoming months. Some of the features are there, but, you know, we're, we're still building a little bit. And uh, go to TatianaCoin.com. Awesome. So, yeah, Tatiana, thank you so much. Tatiana Moroz, everybody, I'm telling you, you can't find, you know, if you're looking for where, where are those great people, you know, doing all this stuff, uh, there's one of them. So, anyway, uh, thank you again, Tatiana. And, Thanks uh, so much for having me. I can't wait to have you back on the Tatiana show again. Oh, we're going to do it. It's going to be fun. Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring talk the to full you Golden soon. Stallion for that one. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Awesome. All right. So, as promised... Uh, I want to play for you. I, I, I love this little song, <laughs> uh, but like, like Tatiana said, it's kind of an anthem. Uh, so I want to play for you the Bitcoin jingle. So I'll let that rock and I'll be right back, uh, right after the song. Here we go. Give up your money, use Bitcoin whenever you pay. 
Enough of that. <laughs> I sure as hell can't. I love it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we got a few minutes left to the show um, that, you know, I'm just going to talk about a couple things. So, but I think that that was, that was just so important and to just hear, you know, more of these stories and we're going to get into more of them, you know, especially throughout February where the crypto economy is really becoming a thing. I mean, here is the crypto economy solving. Okay. How do we get artists funded? Right. Um, you, you know, how do we contribute to, uh, you know, to the art that we love and everything. And this, you know, Tatiana coin and artist coins in, you know, in general and understand, you know, she's not just all about Tatiana coin. She's like, no, look, I want everybody to be able to do this. Artist coins need to be the thing. I mean, you know, I, I think it's just, it's, it's a brilliant idea. It's something that needs to be and needs to happen. So, uh, once again, you know, thanks to Tatiana Moroz for coming on the show. Uh, that was, uh, you know, just, just wonderful. So, I mean, and such, <laughs> such a smart gal, <laughs> I mean, holy shit. You know, she knows the deal, you know, that that's, that's the good thing too, is that I don't do a whole lot of guests on this show. Uh, but when I do, I usually like to make sure there are people that, you know, they've, they've got it together and, uh, and, and she definitely, you know, she definitely does. So anyway, whoo, uh, <laughs> not going to get into uh, much other tech news. I think that's a big deal. You know, a lot of what we were just talking about, um, and it was good to get in a little bit about, um, well, you know, perhaps problems in, in what often gets called the Liberty movement or movement, uh, you know, or anarchism and all that, you know, sometimes you run into issues. I mean, people are people and, and that's, that's how that goes down, but <laughs> I'm not going to uh, discuss that much further, but you know, how about I ended off with something fun? Um, you know, instead of getting into something necessarily, uh, uh tech related or no, tell you what, while we're doing audio, why don't I get into something tech related? What I want to tell you about, I'll put a link in the show notes for it. Uh, this is an app that I think is so cool. Here you go. You're getting a pick from me. You get to walk away with, uh, well, maybe you can go grab some of Tatiana's stuff and then you've got something here that you can also get totally for free, uh, that I think is incredibly useful. Uh, and it's an app called readable and it's readable. Well, it, I guess technically the full name is readable for Wikipedia trademark and, readable what it, it's for Android. I don't know that there's anything comparable for iOS. I'm sure there is. I just don't know which one is like the great one. Um, I don't have an iOS test test platform at the moment, uh, you know, to be able to tell you that. So readable, what it does, it's an app that in fact, it used to, there was an app previous. I forget the name of it that could do this, but it got taken down from the play store and I forget why. Hopefully this one does not. Uh, but it, I think it's made by pretty much the same development team. They just kind of shook things up to where it fits within the Google play store, uh, terms of service. Oh, those terms of service. Like we were talking about Tatiana, Jesus, <laughs> so, or Satan, I should say. Um, but readable, it allow it turns Wikipedia effectively into an audiobook. It is so cool. Uh, and it's totally, free. I mean, totally, totally free. Uh, and, and what I mean by this is that you can, with it, with the readable app installed on your Android phone, you can, you know, 
in readables, uh, uh, user interface, which is fairly customizable too. You can put on a nice dark theme, which I always love, and you can search for a Wikipedia article and then it will start reading that Wikipedia article to you, you know, and it has player controls, just like all your favorite podcast apps, uh, you know, and, and all of that, uh, you know, to where you can, you know, speed it up or slow it down or, you know, whatever you want to do. Like it, it just has tons and tons of options. Now stock, it uses Google's, you know, Android voice, uh, you know, text to speech that's built into Android. However, if you like, say you have a Samsung phone, it can make use of Samsung's text to speech, which is actually better than Google's, uh, or at least it was some time ago. Maybe that's changed now, but anyway, you can use that, uh, or you can install, you, you know, you can effectively sideload or just download, um, other text to speech engines. In fact, I, like I have a Klingon text to speak, text to speech engine on my phone. Now, it doesn't start reading the Wikipedia articles in Klingon as cool as that would be, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, you can use it. It'll have like a little drop down menu to where you can choose, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, maybe, maybe far superior, uh, text to speech engines, uh, you know, to read what, what you want to listen to, or, you know, to what you want to listen to from Wikipedia. And this is so cool because I mean, now, you know, with the screen off and everything, I mean, you, you literally don't have to keep reading Wikipedia. You can just access it like an audiobook. Uh, and it, it does a phenomenal job. The, the variable speed controls is, is so, I mean, that's so slick, uh, to have that. I mean, this is, in my opinion, this is like really kind of game changing. You know, so we're talking about game changing this whole episode. I think this is kind of game changing stuff because now, you know, you can listen to these articles, you know, as you go along and it's pretty smart about how it reads the articles too. Uh, it does a good job and it can save them, uh, for offline playback. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, or no, I know it can. Uh, and uh, I mean, just, just very feature rich, still kind of a beta app, but they've just relaunched like in the past couple weeks. Uh, and I, I am, I'm so impressed, uh, by this. I mean, now, you know, <laughs> now you can just consume it all at <laughs> 2.5 X. I mean, that's the thing like me. So I've only recently gotten into audiobooks. I mean, I, I, you know, I listened to audiobooks years and years and years ago, even back when they were still kind of cassettes. Um, but the difference for me now, why I like audiobooks so much, and the reason I only recently got into them is because I can listen to audio faster than I can read. So now you see, you know, necessities, uh, the mother of invention or, <laughs> but now, you know, now I get it. Like now it's like, Oh, this is why we listen to audiobooks. You know, now I have the need for it because it can actually improve upon the experience that I already, you know, uh, generally go through that being reading. It improves upon my ability to read because it allows me to consume the information significantly faster. Like I'll listen to a book anywhere between 2.3 X or three X speed. Uh, and so, you know, with, with this, I mean, now, you know, it makes, it just brings Wikipedia into that fold and it's so easy to look up. It's such a nice, uh, user interface, uh, you know, to, to allow you to do that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this is in incredibly exciting. So now you're going away from sovereign tech you, today. You can listen to, <laughs> you can go listen to some great music. Uh, and then you can go and listen to Wikipedia. How about that? I, and, and you just got done listening to the fucking hottest tech show on the planet today, baby. Woo. That being sovereign tech, man, are your ears? I mean, this is, this is what are the Frangie called? This is umoxing all the way. Pure umox. Mm, excuse me while I drink some, uh, Girl Scout cookie tea. It's a real thing. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Mm. Wow. I don't think, you know, probably when I was like 15, 16, something like that, I probably said to myself, you know, Stallion, it'd probably be pretty fun if you could drink Girl Scout cookies. 
And now you can. Bigelow sells it. It's amazing. Uh, boy, wait, no, this isn't all product placements. Come on. Whew. Anyway, here's a placement for you. If you didn't hear this week's Q&A episode on Patreon, the response I have gotten has been through the roof. You need to become a patron, baby. Jump on that stuff. You're going to love it. Trust me. And, and of course, uh, lots of other great episodes that came out this week, uh, including a dedication to the late, great, now, Richard Hatch. Anyway, whoo, I'll you see you on the other side, everybody. Sovereign Tech. Go to SovereignTech.com. That's S-O-V-R-Y-N Tech.com. And connect with us there. Find links from today's show and catch our podcast feed. Sovereign Tech is copy heart. Copying art is an act of love, and love is not subject to law. So please, share the show however you like. Welcome to the Evolution. Evolution.